Great panel. Um, Andy Revkin, I was at the New York Times for a long time, 30th year writing about climate and energy, just moved to Columbia University. And I'm a member of the, um, I'm one of the uh, topics managers here. Uh, I asked Bill Gates about this very question uh, in 2016. And he, uh, I said, you know, New York's got a million buildings. They want to decarbonize. How does, what is, what's your take on how it sounds really hard? And he says, no, you just need abundant zero carbon energy coming into the city. That was his macro answer. And now setting that aside and getting at the real, this ping pong match here, though, no one has mentioned workforce. Who does this stuff? Even if we had the magical agreement and you start working on these buildings, I did a piece years ago on Osgum or, or Nectican, who was the sustainability person for the city schools. And they got this really great federal grant to uh, put in efficient heating and cooling systems. She went to the union. They didn't have anyone who could do the jobs. She created one high school in the Bronx, the High School of Energy and Technology, which turns out a few dozen HVAC people a year. So who does this work in the, in the best case scenario? How does, is that integrated into the bill? Where does that come from? There's no training in the bill. Um, you know, another anecdote, I, I actually was working with, uh, with Pat's husband when he was uh, right before he became uh, school's chancellor. And I was the guy who found out that in 1997, we were still burning coal in about two thirds of our elementary schools, literally following this track in the basement of this building. And what the heck is that? And I get to the boiler and there's somebody who's literally shoveling coal into into a burner. So we were able to convert all of those to net. You've got the shovel, yeah. Um, uh, so the workforce training piece is really, really important. And I think, you know, one of the, the, the pieces that we've done with, with Nantum, uh, and people say, what is Nantum? Nantum's actually derived from an ancient Algonquin word that means prayer or blessing. We like to say it is a blessing because it answers the prayers of property owners because now they've got mobile uh, access to their data. Um, but but to, to really to, to look at at what, you know, so we've gone to the union uh, in terms of training, bringing, you know, the use of data and understanding how these very, they look more sophisticated than, than, they, than they actually are, but to how, do they, how do you use software ultimately to make buildings run more efficient? So we're, we're working with, with the, you know, the folks that are, are getting their licenses to, to run these buildings so that they get, they get brought in. You know, our system was actually built by people who run buildings for people who run buildings. So, you know, we've got a simple rule. If, the, if they create a new graph and a new correlation that I don't understand, they got to get rid of it because I'm the dumbest guy in the room. Uh, so it, it really, the, the workforce piece, I think, is, is probably the best part of it because as younger people, I mean, the bigger issue is how do we get young, um, educated folks into the building operations business in the first place? You know, our team, these guys are, and gals are unbelievable. They can take apart anything and put it back together. Most of them have high school education. And they're really self-taught uh, by the union and by by us in terms of, of how buildings work and what the thermodynamics. You know, I, I like to say that chemistry and physics actually built these buildings. And now, to a greater extent, sociology and biology are running these buildings. As we begin to understand human patterns and we really begin to, to see the anomalies, once we identify the pattern, it's like our heart, right? We all, anybody who's ever, you know, experienced AFib, you know, your heart is out of rhythm. 
Well, we've all alarmed all these systems. So when a building, for instance, water, right, 845 third, in the middle of the night, suddenly our water consumption went up, alarm goes off, building manager, get your tail down there. There's got to be a leak someplace. Sure enough, flashometer, tenant space, rushing towards the elevator pit, building probably wouldn't have opened up on Monday. And this was, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday morning uh, early. So it's things like that, that, that we, if we can use technology, and again, this is the, the refinery of the crude oil, the crude data, refine it, alarm it, make it actionable, remember it and learn from it so that the data we collected today can make us more efficient and smarter tomorrow. I'm sure yeah. you, you have something to say about this. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I think alongside all of the discussions of um, how, you know, buildings can behave and contribute and, you know, um, on the decarbonization side, uh, the there's what's there's an opportunity right now where you can unlock essentially a new marketplace of electricity traded and managed between buildings, and that basically unlocks a very um, attractive, you know, high value new industry. And so that can attract talent, that can attract capital, and that can attract a lot of new things. That means um, maybe, um, you know, uh, being a building manager is obviously being incredibly is important now and it, it even grows and evolves in nature you know you're you're responsible for producing revenue for the building and it it, it attracts you know more and more talent it's, you know and that's how a lot of industries have to think today and i i just remembering back to um when i put solar uh, google's first solar array on their headquarter you know their googleplex it was um it was like 2000 Four, four or five or something. And um, there weren't even enough solar panels in the world to like cover the roof of Google. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Cupertino Electric, uh, which is a union shop, they basically did the job at a discount so they could train all of their electricians to learn how to install solar panels. And I, you know, I think they could see there was, it was a, a, a coming industry. It was with a big player. And, you know, there's some like, uh, attractiveness about what this is and, you know, that that led to training and development of in-house resources and, and new new talent. And I think that is a major issue based on the partners we have. But we're not just here to, um, I don't know, I just think there's a lot more to what's happening now that can attract um, talent and, and, you know, capital. And it's it's a new industry and a new market that's being developed, not just you know, kind of slightly doing things a little bit differently. 